it's all right, girl. We're kind of dangerous <laughs> when you try to jump and lynch on us. We'll get the folding chest and unleash the greatest of our ancestors' wild streams. <laughs> oh man, good morning. It's all right, girl. What kind of dangerous? Uh uh. When you try to jump and lynch on us, we're kind of dangerous, irreplaceable. Just like the ancestors' wildest dreams. Sweetheart, I got a feeling about today. <laughs> I got a feeling about today. We've had a revolutionary weekend. That means it's time for a revolutionary show. Let's go ahead and get it started. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, and good morning. Welcome back to another episode of Hawaii Make with B. Mo Shabapa. This is your chance to catch up on the new blueprints of what's going on in blackness, for blackness, through blackness, to blackness, why blackness, and how blackness, because you are black, or maybe you're not black and you just want to know what's going on. I want to say good morning to all the good folks over on YouTube. Good morning to my people. If you're on Instagram, we only going to stay on here. What up, Ken? We only gonna stay on here for about hey. 15, 20 minutes and we're gonna move over to the YouTube site. We got a lot of sources that we wanna show you this morning. So if you're interested in seeing the whole show, which is the screen behind me, the night's camera, our different sources got coming up, definitely go check that out. And before we do anything, before we do all things, I wanna say good morning to the, the diamond encrusted stockings of my life. Oh, well. Okay, I want to say good morning to the shelter in place to my uh, FedEx stadium. <laughs> good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning, sweetheart. Ooh, the war flashbacks. <laughs> the lady of the house did go to night two Beyonce. They said that night two Beyonce in D.C. was for the real niggas. Mm -hmm. And so, therefore, I am living with the realest <laughs> nigga of them all. <laughs> good morning to y'all. Good morning to the good folks on Instagram. Good morning, Jordan. How you feeling this morning? Sweetheart. Oh, before I even get started, we want to we wanna give a shout out to the good people at the Washington Informing Bridge, WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media sites. On Thursday last week, we put out a new... Oh, sweetheart, can you pass me? This is a, it's a bridge over there. Uh, it's folded up. We, we, we uh, Claudia Jordan just uh, put out the... Is this a new one? Yeah. No, not this one. It should be over on the um on the uh where I put my stuff down. Uh uh Claudia put out a new editor in chief special curated version of the bridge. I want y'all to go check that out. 
it is an ode to the summer because they say the summertime is over. Is it over? That's what people have been saying, but it's not over till mid September. You know, you know why they saying that because they still stuck in that school system. That's mm-hmm. all it is. Right. Prisoners to the public school system. <laughs> okay. Y'all niggas got to break free. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. The summer not over to September 21st. Okay. And I know your ass ain't going to class. Right. So what's up? Right. Talking <laughs> about the summer over. Shut up. We got a new issue of the bridge. Make sure y'all go check it out. Old to summer. One of my favorite photos that I've seen is actually in the back of this joint. Make sure y'all go check that out. WIBridgeDC.com or W. I need to show the lady of the house. WIBridgeDC.com or at WIBridgeDC on all social media platforms. We want to appreciate the good folks of the bridge for helping us out. Also, make sure y'all go subscribe to the new Blueprint newsletter. We just put out a new newsletter now. Sweetheart. Uh, when we put out the newsletter, I like to make a little social media assets so that people can know what's going on. Yeah. And so you've been watching. I've been trying to create, <laughs> a, I have a very specific uh, aesthetic that I have in my mind that I've been trying to figure out on Photoshop, Photoshop Beta, Illustrator. I done yeah. tried a couple of apps. I am, as I told Lydia last night, I am about 10 seconds away from just getting some carbon paper and doing that shit by hand, okay? Uh, uh, All right, I'm about over this technology shit. But anyway, make sure y'all go check out the new Blueprints newsletter at bmobrown.substack.com so y'all get updated on that. We just put up a, a newsletter a couple of days ago about a recap from our parlor, why we parlor, why it's important. Definitely want y'all to check that out. Ken, when is, when, whenever you ready, man, come on out to the parlor because I think um, the one thing I loved about the parlor is that we had very engaging conversations, but it didn't get spicy enough until the end. So I definitely want more spicy individuals to come out. Shout out to Buck. Shout out to Kenjamin that's in my DMs all the time. Uh, we would definitely get that popping. What happened to Marcus? Okay. Uh, uh, what happened to Marcus? Okay. We need to get Marcus back on here. We need my conservative brothers and sisters to come bring us whatever the fuck they be thinking about. So we appreciate them. Make sure you go check it out. This morning, we have a very interesting show for you this morning. We have three topics. We'll see if we'll get to all three topics. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about the soft launch of slavery, which we've been pushing back for a couple of weeks that's happening in Florida. We're going to do a comparative analysis of that. We also want to talk about, oh, not Montgomery. What's the other thing we want to talk about? Uh, oh, we also want to talk about the settlement from the uh, Henrietta Lacks case, from the potential Malcolm X case. We want to talk about all of those things. But first, we got to talk about what's possibly... Uh, the first Paul Robeson Negro of the Week nominee, we have to talk about what happened in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm -hmm. Now, as we did with the Will Smith slap, I'm not going to show you the video because I feel like it's ingrained in your brain already. And to the point of Marlon Wayans and the niggas who's always getting eat up on the internet, I don't think the point of why niggas are celebrating this moment in Montgomery is centered on violence right i think there has been a shift or a reminder in the culture so let's let's walk through that again to my people what's up chris good morning man i'm talking getting out mm-hmm. i wonder if i will um so again to my people on instagram if you're on the gram come on over to youtube we got a couple of sources that we want to show you um i let's see here let's start we put up the artworks we got because i just want to show some of the artwork that happened over in montgomery if you aren't aware i'll give you a brief recap uh in montgomery alabama which is a former slave port uh there was a black man who was trying to do his job he was security for this uh harbor 
some white folks had illegally parked their boat in the wrong spot of the harbor. Why this was important is because there was a bigger boat with more people who were doing a little tour of the little area that was coming to park the boat. Uh, a security black man, security man, came through and let the white people know they can't park their boat there. For some reason, not for some reason, the Tiki Torch whites decided to Tiki Torch and they responded in violence. Mm -hmm. Now here to me is what's the most important part of the whole Montgomery situation. And I know, I know we on Twitter making jokes. I know it's funny. I know these are reparations in the form of hands. I put up some of these artistic representations to talk about uh, black woman, to talk about uh, what's what they call him, uh, Michael B. Phelps. <laughs> <laughs> I love the uh, the the flag with the the fist. Yeah, the in flag the with the fist, and my people are singing, <laughs> and my people are swimming. I know we are a funny people, <laughs> but to me, the 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 question that we ask ourselves often when it comes to the Africana, the Africana studies thought framework, question number two. Who are we to each other? Mm -hmm. This entire season of Wake and Bake with BMO has been dedicated to eradicating what we think about when it comes to race. Mm -hmm. We put out the white N-word, which is a fancy way to get white people to realize that they're not actually white, like we're not actually black. Yeah, we come from black heritage. We are of black culture, but like the skin tone, the, the, the social cast of black, that is not us. Right. We are a history of greatness or lack thereof. We are a history of ass whoopings or lack thereof, but we are not a history of the pejorative negative, mm -hmm. right? That's what I mean by we are not this thing that they call black. We are black, but we are not this thing that they categorize so they can siphon from us, right? right? So then we ask the question, if, the, if that part of the race is not real, who are we to each other? If the term black is an umbrella term that they threw all of us in there so they could all subjugate us to violence, subjugate us to uh, disenfranchisement, subjugate us, subjugate us to cultural marginalization, and they created this umbrella term called black so they could subject us to a certain type of treatment, when we look at Africana studies, when we look at how we empower ourselves, the second question of who are we to each other can be answered on the Montgomery Bay. Mm -hmm. Some of them brothers knew each other. Yeah. But some of them brothers did not. Right. <laughs> right. There are a lot of favorite parts of the video for some people. Some people, it's a young man swimming across that channel, delivering in a rock bottom. For <laughs> some people, it's uh, the white lady getting her head caved in by that plastic chair. <laughs> For some people, it's the Avengers moments when all the brothers came off the boat to protect their security brother. Mm -hmm. But you know what my favorite moment is? After my man threw up the hat, you can see in the background, there's a black man who's at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. There's a black man who's at the bar with his back to the river. He hears the ancestors' whistles. Turns around and you can see him slowly proceed mm -hmm. until they start jumping him and he turns into a full sprint. Yeah. <laughs> because who are we to each other? Right. We are subjects for protection. Mm -hmm. People getting wrapped up in the violence. To me, it's it's the violence is cool because I'm with the France Fanon School of Thought. 
in order to decolonize, there must be violence. I understand that. But the other part about violence, especially when it comes to black men, I'm putting my body on the line. Right. We can talk. BMO gonna talk all day on the internet. We got we got visionaries in the street. We got dreamers and weavers. We got all these people playing different roles in the revolution. But who is throwing hands? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> second thing about Montgomery, as we're on this, as we're on this um second, as we're on this art slide. So uh I was thinking about not covering this Montgomery moment this morning because I felt like a lot of people have already covered it. They've already said all the funny things. They've already said all the interesting things. I don't know if I had much to add to the conversation about the Montgomery, uh, the Montgomery Sweet Tea Party, if you will. That's what they call it. The I think they call it the Alabama Sweet Tea the Party. The Alabama Sweet Tea Party, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, but I was uh, I was just ruminating in my mind, and uh, you know that that T-shirt that says "I'm my ancestors' wildest dreams." Yeah, there is a dichotomy. There is a split among people who say that that statement is offensive towards our ancestors, mm-hmm. and there are some people who say that it's very reverent towards our ancestors. But I, I for a moment, uh, I think this comes from a. Richard Wright book. If I'm not mistaken, I think this comes from Black Boy. There is a, I don't have to go there. My grandfather, um, I say this all the time. This is one of my funniest jokes. Uh, my grandfather's been to all seven continents. My grandfather turned 90 at the end of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been to all seven continents. He's visited all countries. He's been ambassadors. He's gone to dinner with dignitaries. He's shaking hands with czars. You know what I mean? This international black man. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Shaft, if you will. Was Shaft international? Yeah. yeah. There was Shaft in Africa. Um, my grandfather says... He has, there are two cities that he'll never return to in the whole world. Yeah. Munich, Germany. Mm-hmm. Newport News, Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> Munich, Germany, because they wild racist. And Newport News, Virginia, because that's where they lynched niggas. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back. This man is 90 years old. It's 2023. They lynched niggas in Newport News, Virginia. Sweetheart, as I was, as I'm watching this video and I'm ruminating about the, I'm ruminating about our role, our ancestors, I think about uh, a moment in a Richard Wright book where Richard Wright's friend gets lynched and he can do nothing but stand paralyzed in the window because Mm -hmm. if he speaks up, he'll be right next to his friend. Mm -hmm. If he even shows his face, the lynch mob will get excited and let's lynch another nigga. Yeah. Um, and at that time, the only justice was lynch mob justice. So my man, Richard Wright would have been lynched next to his friend and they would have called that justice. Um, how many of our ancestors had to be frozen in fear as they watched their racial members, their community members, their family members be attacked Right. <clears throat> and I would love to say that that just exists in 1905. Mm-hmm. But like we all watched George Floyd die. Right. 
paralyzed. There were people who were recording George Floyd die. Right. Paralyzed. And I know a lot of people saying, why didn't you do something? But when the law is choking you out, when the, when the, when the assumed superior is choking your life out in a game, what are you supposed to do? Mm-hmm. Be the next nigga lynched? So when I seen that young man swim across that channel, oh Lord, I almost got tears in my eye right now. There has been a reset. Yeah. We are not afraid. <laughs> and one of the reasons I feel like we're not afraid, I would love to say that we have a revolutionary mindset, but they killed all the revolutionaries. I would love to say that we have become bolder in time, but we have become bitch made in time. I'm just being honest with you, sweetheart. <laughs> you know what I think the real tool of justice here is? Hit the next slide. Everybody is looking at the chair. Man's got hit with, man's had a chair and was swinging that joint like he was Thor. I think it's number two. That's, that's number two. Yeah, I was. Okay. You had to show the chair first. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's bored for me. It's all right, though. <laughs> it, it, it was, it that was the first one? This is the first one, yeah. Okay, for sure. Yeah. Everybody's talking about the chair, but I think the real heroic tool in this moment is the cell phone. <laughs> in 19 or whatever, when Richard Wright was watching his friend be lynched, he could have went to a judge and said there could have been murder, but he wouldn't have had no proof. Yeah. And then he'd have been called for falsely accusing white folks and probably been murdered himself. In 2023, this is not the case. No. In 1973, this same situation in Montgomery probably happened. Because <laughs> right. I don't know if y'all know. Niggas from Montgomery whoop ass. I don't know if y'all know right. that. <laughs> this ain't Birmingham, this ain't Selma. Okay, we're not walking across the bridge peacefully around here. We whoop ass in, Mon in Montgomery. Anyway. Um, is Montgomery on the other side of Biloxi? No. Mm -mm. Don't let me get to talking. Um, uh, oh, the cell phone. The reason why I feel like this is so ex it's so exciting is that in an attempt to provide entertainment for some folks, in an attempt to provide uh, uh, a way to express yourself to the world, to have a camera in your pocket, some folks created the camera phone. But this black man created the cell phone. Mm-hmm. And funny enough, accidentally. <laughs> wow. Henry T. Sampson, sweetheart, is the first black man with a PhD in nuclear engineering. And while he was trying to find a way to protect his body from nuclear waves, he found that you could communicate through gamma waves. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and so he made a patent for the cell phone. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy to me. Yeah. Also talented 90 shit. I was at the job, but then I was doing something. And I realized I need to be protected from all these nuclear waves. Oh, I created the cell phone. Whoops. <laughs> my bad. Uh, the cell phone to me is a very indicative part because when we look at all of these moments of justice, all of these moments that be could they could be considered subject subjective truths from the lower pejorative social caste can now be recorded, uploaded, live streamed, uh dissected and supported. Mm -hmm. The most beautiful part about this video, there is a woman, the first video that's all, there is a woman who recorded the whole thing from the attempting parking boat 
in Montgomery. Mm -hmm. We have a full documentation of what's going on. It's not legend. It's not that one time that you hear about it in Montgomery. It wasn't reported by the local news. It wasn't filtered by national news. Direct source from a black woman about the happenings that's going on in the street. Mm -hmm. That to me is the most powerful part. Yeah, we can talk about the chair. The chair is cool. But how we protect ourselves next to who are we to each other? These are the things that I'm taking away from the Montgomery. Uh, what, what, uh, the Synchro de Negro? Is that what I just saw on the screen a second ago? <laughs> this is the thing I'm taking away from Synchro de Negro is that we do have the energy to protect ourselves. You see where I'm going, sweetheart? Mm-hmm. We have the tools to protect ourselves. But what Lauren Hill say? Do we wanna? What's the third slide? I forgot what it's about. Oh, that's right. That's right. I, I kind of jumped to it a second ago. But the uh, as I'm watching this, I'm also seeing that everybody has a role in the revolution. Yeah. Everybody has a role in this social justice situation. So if you feel bad, excuse me, my bad. If you feel bad that you can't get your hands on white folks, you know what I mean? Uh, I saw a parish tweet the other day. I want to go sit out by the dock of the bay and wait for some hands to come catch me. <laughs> I understand. We And I saw another video saying that we should go on tour, whooping ass. Some of the things are right-minded, but you know, they they just funny. Sweetheart, can you do me a favor? Yes, sir. Can you read these roles in the revolution? You just double click it. Or not. Um, in the middle, it says equity, liberation, justice, and solidarity. That's right. So that is the goal, right? Mm-hmm. How do we get there? What are the roles that lead to that goal? We have experimenters, weavers, frontline responders, visionaries, builders, caregivers, disruptors, healers, storytellers, and guides. Mm. So amongst this situation, I believe, sweetheart, you let me know if I'm wrong. I think on the dock of the bay, we had our first line responders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we had the nigger Coast Guard or the nigger Navy, as Yahoo said that one time. Remember mm-hmm. they said the nigger Navy? That yeah, was right. <laughs> uh, we got the nigger Navy or the, uh, the Black Coast Guard. Uh, and then we also have our disruptors in there. Also in there, we have our storytellers, right? That's the young lady with the phone who's giving us the information. We have our... Uh, uh, after the fact, we have our healers. We have people who have uh, donated to the bail fund who are looking for these individuals on social media to make sure they are safe and they have the provided spaces they need to continue to be revolutionary acting. Did you say disruptors? Yeah, I just say disruptors are my people on the boat. And, and you also have experimenters, man's with the chair. <laughs> <laughs> What's the name? Percy Girl? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you called him a what? A <laughs> experimenter? <laughs> so, sweetheart, we have recapped what happened. Mm-hmm. But you know I got to ask a pivotal question. What's, What's it going to take for us to attack respectability politics in the same way? Mm. What's it going to take for us to attack capitalism in the same way? What's it going to take for us to attack excellence 
in the same way. The thing that also excites me is that the physical usually comes first. You mm-hmm. touch it and then you can change. Yeah. Now we have touched the hem of colonial or decolonizational violence. Mm-hmm. Now what? The thing about all of you know those aspects is that we as a community are not all on the same side, so it'll be a little bit more difficult to attack capitalism and what were the other things you said? Do you think all them people on the boat and watching that fight and throwing hands would agree on everything that they have between, agree on all parts of the ideology of other people? Not not everybody that was there, but definitely everybody who was involved. You think they all had the same ideology? Well, not the same ideology, but um, they, there was there was camaraderie, like, you know? Mm-hmm. There was solidarity. You can take the sentence down as we are. Oh, okay. There was solidarity. So when we went, we went to Maurice's art talk on Saturday, mm-hmm. and Maurice was mentioning that there needs to be a code <clears throat> for blackness, in which Buckwiz was saying once we start establishing a code and saying who is and who ain't, it's a slippery slope. Mm-hmm. We are denying people's identities based on our perceptions right. or our code of such. Uh, and in that conversation, I think me and Maurice were both saying that the code is not silly shit. Like, do you know all five members of the Jackson Five? That's not the code. Right. That's not the ideology. The ideology, though, I think is expressed in the unity that we saw in Montgomery. Who are we to each other? We are able to protect each other even if we don't agree or even know what the other person's ideology is. Mm-hmm. So, so, sweetheart, are you saying that in order for us to tear down the ideology of capitalism, we need to be all aligned that we are all anti-capitalist? Because I feel like, okay, in this situation specifically, you see how everybody's coming from Marlon Wayans. No, talk to me about it. Because I actually didn't see it. I heard it from you, but talk to me about it. Um... Well, one he, of the show's greatest. But right, anyway, come right. on, Marlon. I was so hurt. <laughs> um, he was, I think he only put a portion of the clip, but it was like the part where the black people came in, not showing that the white people were the aggressors initially. Yeah. And then it was basically, I don't know if it was necessarily respectability politics, but he was saying something along the lines of, you know, we shouldn't be doing this or that whole thing. And of course, everybody... Had to eat him up. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. I've seen people who are trying to dissent against what happened in Montgomery, yeah. in which I think there is room for dissension, especially if you're one of those, uh, one of those people who think that nonviolence is about not being violent at all. Let mm-hmm. me tell you something. I don't know if people know this, but like when Martin Luther King was doing those nonviolent marches, there was niggas in bushes with guns. Yeah. Right. Like this is a tactic. For visibility, mm-hmm. niggas are already visible. See, I wrote that in the new, in the new blueprint uh, newsletter as well. My uncle told me a long time ago, people in my generation uh, only do revolutionary actions to be visible. Mm-hmm. Instead of doing revolutionary actions in quiet or with the with the outcome of actually having a solution for whatever the problem is. I'm struggling with this blunt this morning. My goodness. Um, I don't even know where I was going there. But 
Uh, why was I going this way? Uh, oh, because you said Martin Luther King had people in bushes with. Guns. Oh yeah, yeah. So the 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 tactic was so that we could be visible in the media, so we could get see, so white people could see other white people beating up black folks. Mm-hmm. But we've seen that already, right? So, hmm, hmm. I don't know. We got any comments, sweetheart? Have I said everything I need to say? I, I think so. I feel like I lost my thoughts somewhere. Oh, when are we going to take the same energy and apply it to more difficult opponents? Because because mm, the uh, the Tiki Torch Whites, those are easy opponents. You know what I mean? That's easy. When are we going to apply it to something more difficult, like race itself? Yeah. Anyway, sweetheart, that's all I got. You got any thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still kind of stuck on that because we can't even, (laughs) I mean, yeah, everybody doesn't have to agree, but it helps if we have strength in numbers, you know, so. Hmm. We got any comments? No. We have no comments? No. Not even on YouTube? No. (laughs) Oh, I'm looking at them. They're coming up on the screen. What? They're not coming up here. Okay. okay Gone over to YouTube. Okay. Okay. Because we do got we got some we got some comments. I think I seen Natalie just a second ago say, um, "There's no room for dissension." I think she said that a second ago. Uh, I think I seen Shy Smith was up there a couple of seconds ago. I can't. You know, I got the bad eye. I can't really read that far. The bad the eye. The good vibe drive says hell of a start to Black August. Yeah, damn right, a hell of a start to Black August. People don't know who Black August are. You know what I'm saying? That's a damn shame. Oh, Lauren, good morning. What's up, Hustler? Good morning. Good morning. Oh, Kimani got... Bolden, good morning. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Jiggy, hey, man. What's up, brother? Okay, we got, a, got some comments on YouTube. You got some comments? Get the comments while I continue to roll this struggle blunt we got going okay, on. Okay, Good Vibe Tribe says, listen, I knew I needed to be in the house this morning after. Let me say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Natalie said good morning. Rochelle said good morning. Hey, I was very close to not talking about it though, because I didn't feel like I could add to the conversation. But I, there is a part of this conversation I feel like needs to be talked on, and that is roles in the revolution. What are we supposed to do? And also, when are we going to apply this to something more difficult? Not, mm-hmm. not now. Look, now I said that just like I just said it, but that don't mean that I'm not proud. I'm just I'm, this is wake up, baby, be more. I'm constantly looking for the new blueprint. So the blueprint is if the new blueprint after we've seen. Cinco de Negro or the Alabama Sweet Tea uh, Party. If the new blueprint is, oh, we have no problem seeing our brothers in trouble and we can run to help when the signal has been thrown, what other signal can we throw? Mm -hmm. What other thing do we need help with? And don't tell me, now I'm going to say something a little pejorative here. Don't tell me the niggas in Alabama got more heart, more gumption, more strategy than the niggas not in Alabama. Alabama technically is the 50th smartest state. You ever say sweetheart? Technically, <laughs> Alabama is the 50th smartest state. Well, there's actually a little qualifier to that. What's that? Um, has to do with illiteracy between black and white people. And I don't know if this is still the case, but white people in southern states are more illiterate than black people. And also I think it's they said Black people in southern states are more illiterate than white people in northern states, but that was like in the fifties or so. What's up? 
Wait, what are you saying? Don't, don't worry about it. Are you saying that the white people are dumber in, in Alabama than the black people? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know that, actually. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, we got some more comments, though. What we got? Good Vibe Tribe says, we must love each other and protect each other. Uh, of course. Said, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Shy? Um, yeah, they're saying, Sink Girl to Negro is excellent. Uh, good Vibe Tribe says, God has troubled the water. Shy Smith said, they were all on one accord. This is true. Natalie said, there's no room for dissension. Good, tribe said, good vibe tribe said hello start to black august and then rochelle said uh when are we going to apply it to more difficult regarding when are we going to apply it to more difficult issues can we just get through this easier one yet <laughs> damn lol yeah i know mm -mm. i know <laughs> i know yes we can but also as our as our roles in the revolutionary goes we can also be experimenters from from a distance we could be weavers we could be strategists we could be a whole bunch of things while we watch this happen and we develop more blueprints and lessons from the situation. But you're right, though. You're right, Rochelle. I'm happy. I'm happy. Everybody throw them hands. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm satisfied. And Good Vibe Tribe says, I think you're right, BMO. We have to build power and in institutions that can protect us against these invisible acts of violence. Right. We'll get there, though. Yeah. We'll get there, though. And, and maybe the literal is the first step to the metaphorical. Mm -hmm. All right? If, um... Um, you know what? If you're in the chat now, if you're fucking with the chat now, if you're on Instagram, if you're on social, if you're on uh Twitter or if you're on Facebook, you know what I need you to do? As we go into our break, I need you to tell me your favorite part of the Montgomery Ball Brawl. I need you to tell me what your favorite moment is uh, in detail. I need you to know. I need to know if it's the young man swimming across the water. Is it the black women on the boat with the fire commentary? I mean, excellent commentary. He's swimming his ass over there to help that boy. <laughs> I need you to I need you to tell me what your favorite part of the video is. We're gonna be right back with more Hawaiian. I see this hairline though. What's up? Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell you something as I'm looking at my hairline. Okay, I'm 34. Okay, it's intact. All right, all right. Go look at some of your other faves. That's all I'm saying. Well, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Been pushed back. Anyway, we'll be right back with more Wake and Make with B. Mo. Subtle hairline flex because my jeans is good, although I'm losing hair in the back. Yeah. <laughs> good folks over on Instagram. Uh, this is where I.
We back. <laughs> All right, y'all. We are back with more. Hawaii make we be more. We are trying to beat the construction man. Yeah. We do have a few comments actually. What we got? Natalie said, I don't know if you all saw this, but some ladies were in that boardwalk two hours prior to the brawl paying respects to the ancestors. Mmm. Ancestors jumped Thank about you. that water. Right. And then Good Vibe Tribe says, it's the man who was fading in the water. Close second close second is the commentary of the squabble. Bink, bink, bink up. <laughs> bink, bink, bink up. <laughs> and then Natalie said, every angle. Definitely scuba, scuba good and junior. Scuba good and junior. Niggas, man, <laughs> I love us for real. Right. <laughs> and Emlet said everyone played their part. Maybe the revolution isn't nationwide, but starts in smaller communities. Right. Maybe. Well, you know, we talked about it on last Tuesday. We talked about how actually smaller, the smaller the the goal, not smaller, but we do more damage in nuanced communities. Mm -hmm. We um, this is gonna be random, but I'm uh as I'm writing as I'm writing the blunt, you know, I'm trying to manifest. A late night show and a radio show. Although my homeboy just told me niggas on the radio don't get paid for real. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Um, oh, and let me write this button as I'm as I'm manifesting this this late night show and this uh uh this this uh this radio show and more opportunities. Um Oh, I was um so in researching Black late nights, which is going to sound so random in compared to what's going on with Montgomery. But I think y'all are already used to my random sequiturs. In researching uh, black late night television shows, I think there's only been seven or seven or 11 um, black late night hosts in television history. In researching them, there is one common mistake amongst all of them. Mm -hmm. There is a reason why none of these black late night shows are still here. The same reason why I feel like the gathering spot probably won't be here for much longer. The same reason why I feel like Spill's not going to be around for much longer. And which we talked about this before, but like these black radio, these black late night shows, they were too focused on trying to get a, a larger audience instead of just capturing the people that they knew they could capture. Right. And I think about that in terms of revolutionary acts as well. Like, these new blueprints that we're trying to put out, these new tactics and strategies of how we can operationalize blackness and how we can be liberated from oppression and marginalization, they don't have to be big. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be total fixes. As my uncle says, they don't have to be the most visible, biggest thing. We have been seduced to a certain degree, especially our generation. We have been seduced to think that revolutionary actions only happen on revolutionary acts, which is like big speeches and boycotts right. and all that shit, right? Because that's all they showed us. I asked the lady at the house uh, Sunday, you think Malcolm X worked every day? <laughs> Definitely not. Like, I love y'all. I love do. I love doing this. This is one of my favorite things. Man, it's some days I don't want to talk to y'all though. So I imagine like if Malcolm X is a revolutionary. He wanted to be he he wanted the revolution every day? No. <laughs> Can't be. Right. When did he take Betty out? Exactly. He had to go grocery shopping, get his suits. Can't he, right. <laughs> write some speeches, you know. <laughs> talk to he the had to members. write the speeches. Right. He gotta organize the community. <laughs> right. 
It's not revolution every day. It's not revolution every day. We don't have every moment doesn't have to be bullets versus the ballot. Every day is not I have a dream or uh um uh or the promised land is 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 coming around the corner. Like every Sunday isn't the dynamic speech. Every Sunday, Reverend Johnson didn't hoop and holler. I doubt I was right. interesting. Some Sundays he'd be like, you know, I'm not gonna holler today. Nah. <laughs> I got y'all next Sunday. <laughs> there will even be sometimes when did your pastor ever say, I'm not gonna hold y'all long? Yep. And it'll be shorter. It'll be a good short one. I'm yeah. not gonna hold y'all long. Let me get up out of here. The right. Lord told me you need ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> the game coming on. The game the game coming on. So yeah, when I think about these revolutionary acts, they don't have to be big. They can be in a small town, which is hilarious because the white folks got that song, Try That in a Small Town, which is kind of like, mm -hmm. okay. But I'm also, part of me is also thinking about like, <laughs> I guess in an extreme sense, this could be the beginning of like the race war that they've been talking about. And also the, what is it? The You know, in American history, the shot heard around the world or whatever. Yeah. That was the start of the revolution. Like this could be, our revolutionary moment, like, this is the beginning. But. You think white people want to fight us? I don't necessarily think so. I, I'd say more so eradicate, but if they had, I don't think they would want to fight if they had to. I think they're too bitch-made to right, fight. Right, exactly. To fight? Right, nah, they don't want to fight. That's another part of my favorite, one of, far, one of my favorite parts of the videos. The two white people was trying to walk away, they was like, <laughs> they still got their ass whooped. Right. <laughs> no, it's too late. <laughs> All right, we want to. Uh, we got any comments before we move on? Because I know this is a, this is a good subject. We're gonna we're gonna move on to a brighter subject: slavery. Slap me, slap. Rochelle said the photo, the subtle few seconds when swimming dude got out the water and took a moment to assess where he was gonna jump in. The presence of mind mm -hmm. that took after swimming like that is astonishing. Mm -hmm. Right. And the rock bottom in somebody it was beautiful. And it's not like he stopped to take a breath. Like, he immediately got out and went to work. Yeah, boy, the boy, the boy got it. Mm -hmm. uh, Lauren said, my favorite part is when that young man jumped off the, a moving boat and used pure hatred because I'm an, an Olympic swimmer, then became a superhero and jumped out of the water. Yes. That was amazing. Mm -hmm. And Natalie said, I needed this laugh. I was talking about Black August all weekend. It's in the atmosphere. It is. Mm -hmm. Revolutionary, baby. Right. Coming to fight. All right, sweetheart, we got to talk about it. <laughs> um, so a couple weeks ago, we all saw the headline. Mm -hmm. The headline that in Florida, Governor DeSantis uh, has approved a curriculum in which one of those standards in the curriculum basically states that slavery could be looked at as a vocational school. Slave you, if you will. Slave tech, excuse me. <laughs> um, and there are there are a few things that are bothering me. I think what I think what kind of I've been trying to ignore Florida, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. You from there? But both of us have our high school degrees from Florida. Yeah. I remember when I was graduating high school, they had a thing called Bright. Y'all had Bright Futures. Yeah. yeah. A thing called Bright Futures where if you got your IB diploma or if you had a certain GB or GPA or if you had a certain amount of AP credits, the state of Florida would pay for you to go to school. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, it wasn't even a complicated thing. Yeah. It's kind of like you didn't even have to do anything. Yeah, you it got was a scholarship. Yeah. It's an automatic scholarship mm -hmm. that you can go to any 
um, state any school, state right? school yeah. for free. Mm-hmm. And so I got my full I got my full scholarship to any state school and went to Howard. <laughs> uh, and I appreciate, thank you, Renelle. I appreciate the options. Uh, but some of my friends uh, took, which was probably the better financial option, took the full scholarship and went to their state schools. And I've been trying to ignore Florida because what's happening in Florida is just making me so anxious and sad, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I think we re- I think we reported it. I think I was either with Superman at the time, or it might have been season three. But I think we reported how um, the governor was aiming to get rid of DEI programs, which had an odd effect on if D nines could be on state school campuses that at in Florida, which is ridiculous. Because like, yeah. What? Like, how could a governor decide if the Alpha's going to be on campus? Right. It's one thing if they hazing. It's another thing to say the governor said we can't be on campus, which right. is ridiculous, right? And then we think about how the Alphas and these other Black-specific programs are actually so pivotal to the Black experience that, like, systematically eradicating them is a way of systematically trying to eradicate Black culture. Exactly. So I've been trying to ignore that. But um, what has happened is... This nigga won't stop. Right. This nigga, Ron DeSantis, will not stop. There is, I think a black man slept with his wife or something, because there is <laughs> there is an incessant need for him to continually attack the things that bring pride to black folks, the things that help us understand who we are, why we are, and how we can still overcome whatever bullshit that America is putting us through. Mm-hmm. And the latest of which is this slave tech. Yeah. So, in these situations, I usually wait for someone smarter than me to talk. Because I used to be a teacher and I read curriculums back in the day and I used to read standards, especially in New Orleans. They were just kind of like loosey goosey. But I wanted somebody else to read through the situation again. Somebody smarter, also somebody um, else. Because. <laughs> This shit is sad. So, um, uh, two people, Nicole Hannah Jones, Nicole Hannah Jones did a wonderful tweet thread, X thread, whatever the fuck it is, uh, regarding she compared how Florida schools are going to teach slavery and how Florida schools are going to teach the Holocaust. Oh. <laughs> and then Michael Harriet, who has a wonderful new podcast that I can't pronounce at the moment, uh, he says it all the time. But Michael Harriet of the root, or is he of the griot? Oh my god! Damn. Oh my god! Michael Harriet, he uh, he wrote some great things, including like uh, his recap of the Black Brain Trust, which I really appreciated. He also wrote a recap of this Florida curriculum. So if you want to read a truncated version of why these white folks are tripping, we got that. But you're on Wake and Bake with Bebo, so I'm gonna give it to you right now. The griot. The griot, mm-hmm. for sure. You're on the wake and bakes. We're going to talk about it right now. All right, so uh, I have notes, sweetheart. I know that's rare, but I got them. <laughs> if you could do me a favor, pull up the 1619. Well, I forgot what I called it, but flavor. Order review? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to go through a couple of things. I'm just going to read these. I want you to put it up so it looks like I'm reading the thing off the screen. All right, here okay. we go. Uh, okay. 
Florida curriculum denotes the other way slavery has happened in the world with emphasis on Africa and Asia prior to 1619. In the Florida curriculum, the Holocaust stands on its own and it only asks for the roots of anti-Semitism. That's right, you heard me. That's right, you can't read that. That's okay. okay. Uh, but I just want to put it there to make it look like I'm reading something. You feel okay. what I'm saying? But it is, these are the Florida standards, by the way, though. So in the first comparison, slavery in Florida's curriculum standards, they asked the students to define how it exists prior to 1619, including in Africa and Asia. Yeah. For the Holocaust, they only ask you for the roots of anti-Semitism. They don't ask you for the roots of hatred. They don't ask you for the roots of how the, uh, 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 how the Jewish folks were eradicated in other times. When it comes to the Holocaust, we're talking about anti-Semitism. Wow. In the Holocaust section, there is no comparison and cataloging of other genocides committed by and against other groups. The Holocaust stands on its own, as it should. In fact, the only reference to past times and other to pastimes and other people is to describe the roots of anti-Semitism, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the thing that I'm showing you right now, clarif clarification one versus clarification four on the uses of racism in the standards. U.S. racism is not treated as systemic and apparently abridging on individual freedoms, even though the racism was codified to derive right, rights, liberties, life, due process, access to public goods, access the ballots from an entire race. Meaning to say that in the Florida standards, it says that there is no such thing as systemic racism. Right. All racism is rooted from uh, uh, depriving people of individual freedoms. That's crazy. And then they put as examples, the Civil Rights Act, the Niagara Movement, they say that depriving black folks of rights Depriving black folks of rights is depriving people of individual freedoms. There is no system of racism. Right. Let's keep going. Of course, we get to the part where it says slavery was a trade school. Uh, now, mind you, the Holocaust had labor and concentration, concentration clamps, and, but no skills were learned. They don't talk about that in the, in the, wow. in, in the standards, right? Yeah. You can learn to be a blacksmith as a slave, <laughs> But whatever skills you learn in the concentration camps was trauma. Right. Well, <laughs> I'm not saying the Holocaust is wrong. I'm not saying what they're teaching about the Holocaust is wrong. I'm just saying, look at the difference. Right. And then I had a thought as I was reading these standards, I was thinking like, yo, before 1619, the white folks on this side of the planet were struggling to stay alive. They were bartering with indigenous folks for corn and food, they were dying by starvation because they could not cultivate crops. And you and you think in 1619, they just magically understood how to cultivate crops? Right. No, nigga, the people they went with, the people they stole for the labor already had the skill. Who's teaching who? Right. Slave tech my ass. Anyway, uh, let's keep going. Um, the Holocaust has a named perpetrator. They say that the perpetrator are the anti-Semites of Germans, but they do not mention the good Germans who might've helped out some of the Jewish folks. 
Slavery in the teaching of Florida's <laughs> only has good Americans fighting some faceless, nameless enemy from 1776 to 1865. Let's keep it going. Mm. The Florida system teaches the headright system, insinuating that Anthony Joshua, Ant Anthony Joshua, Anthony Johnson, a freeman in the 17th century, started chattel slavery. They're teaching in the Florida standards, a theory that a black man wow. started chattel slavery. That is categorically false. And they are leaning, you know that old adage that white people are like, oh, black people own slaves too? Yeah. You know why black folks own slaves, right? Because if I ran from freedom, I'm gonna buy my mama. That's why we own slaves, oh, right. yeah. dumbass. Right. What? I'm going to get my wife. Oh, you're just not going to let her go? Okay, here's 20 grand or whatever the fuck it is for my wife. What? Right. Big stupid. But they're not teaching that in the school. They teaching the head right system, which insinuates that Anthony Johnson, the freeman of the 17th century, started chattel slavery. It was his idea. Well. <laughs> Keep it going. Um, in addressing the rampant racial terrorism that black Americans experiences, in the forms of systemic lynchings and massacre, the, the section in the Florida curriculum clarifies teachers must also address acts of violence by individual African-Americans. No such qualification in the Holocaust section, which means when we talk about violence to black folks, they also have to talk about black on black crime. It's in the, it's in the curriculum. It's in the curriculum. When we talk about violence happening to black folks, we must also teach that black folks harm black folks. Wow. That is not in the Holocaust section. It never says we're talking about Jewish on Jewish crime. Because there were definitely Jewish people calling the- Snaking uh, them out. Right, right. Snaking them. They got a whole name for them. Mm -hmm. That's all right, though. I got an attitude. That's crazy. Um, uh, in fact, in the Holocaust section, Students are expected to think about the experiences of survivors and describe the psychological and physical struggles of survivors. They are not asked to contemplate black suffering at all. Never a question. It is a direct question in the clarifications. Think about how the Jewish people recovered from the Holocaust. Never asked to think about black suffering. Mm. <laughs> Florida students are tasked with learning about the efforts to hold Nazi perpetrators accountable, including government officials, but there is no such expectation uh, around slavery and the living victims and perpetrators of the 100-year period of U.S. apartheid. Florida students are asked, or excuse me, Florida students are tasked with learning about the efforts to hold Nazi perpetrators, oh, I just said that, right? So they are asked, they are tasked to figure out how they hold the people who started the Holocaust, who perpetrated the Holocaust responsible, they are not asked to figure out why in this 100-year apartheid between, 17, 17, between 1865 and 1965, why we are not asking those people to be held accountable. Wow. This is the law, sweetheart. I'm really in disbelief right now. <laughs> this is the law, sweetheart. And so, uh, it is easy for us to say that is categorically all these things are categorically false. They are heinous. This is not to compare to say that they are teaching the Holocaust wrong because I feel like a white man would hear this and be like, oh, a black man says they should be doing less for the Holocaust. No, 
bitch. Mm-hmm. We should be doing more <laughs> to talk about the history of black folks in this country. Exactly. This is after they have uh, banned the new AP black history. They actually just banned AP psychology because it teaches uh, it teaches about transgenderism as a really? psychological uh, well they, t- they just talk about transgenderism in AP psychology oh, so wow. now they don't want to talk about it in the situation. Wow. So why would the why would the state of Florida be interested in perpetuating these ideas amongst this black youth? I only have I only have well there are two answers. The first answer is the whole reason why Ron DeSantis is doing this is because I think he feels bad for being white. And instead of instead of attacking whiteness Mm-hmm. He's attacking blackness, which is what white people do. I'm that not surprised. Doesn't even make sense. I'm not surprised. It never makes sense. I think he has been f- made to feel bad that he is of the perpetrating class of this country. You know what somebody did? Somebody called Ron DeSantis white, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Didn't they? They called him white. They called him bland. They called him useless. They called him inept. They called him coercive. Mm-hmm. And said that you are not additive to this country with your lack of culture self. And he said, you know what? You're right. Let's strip all the culture out. I don't understand. No, so I'm sorry. I do understand. Let me let me stop saying that. I do understand. You can take the law down, sweetheart. I do understand. Uh, someone called Ron DeSantis white, and in response, he is trying to prove it. Instead of proving the person wrong, I instead mean, of well, proving, I mean... instead of instead of listening to hip hop, instead of being like, "Damn, the baby is kind of good," right. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of him this. being like, man, let me uh, see what this fried chicken is hitting on. Right. <laughs> Instead of him being like, man, they shouldn't have jumped that man by the river. That's crazy. Right. <laughs> he said, you know what? Keep the niggas from by the river. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but the other logical explanation, well, and I and I, I also say that because he he did, he did write the anti woke law, which essentially was we're not trying to make white kids feel bad in school about being white, in which. I don't know if you saw that little boy who was like, he was like, uh, they killed a good man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't feel bad. Right. He said they. You're right. right. It, was a di- it wasn't you. It was a different version of people who look like you. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only other thought I can think about is that like, they're trying to soft launch slavery. Yeah. Right? That's what it feels like. They trying to make the the students in Florida feel like, oh, slavery wasn't that bad. We could we could do slavery again. Why not? I can learn something. Automatic job out of school. You know what I mean? I got a role in society. I can listen to the white man. That's all that is. Oh, I just thought of something. It's it's kind of scary. Talk to me. I'm thinking about uh, technology, specifically AI. Yeah. And. Uh, I guess the way it relates to learning about things like slavery, you know, for future generations, I'm just afraid of there becoming a case where people start making AI generated images of like slavery, but it looks like, you know, they're (laughs) happy and frolicking and, you know, yeah, they're having a good time. Right. Having a good time. Having a good time. You're afraid of the propaganda. Right. Exactly. And what's the propaganda when we learned on, on Saturday when talking to Maurice, the propaganda has already been here. Damn. Like it's already existed. Even when we talk about AI, AI is just a duplicate of things that have already existed. True. It's just the bootleg man. True. So there's already been propaganda uh, that made slavery seem like, oh, it's not that bad. Yeah. It's called Christianity. Oh, 
what this book is about. I got to get into it. But. Pass that book. Pass that book. Sweetheart said she worried about the propaganda that slows that sold slavery. And it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, right. Uh, you know. You know. <laughs> But you know, your relationship with God is your relationship with God, not with the system of Christianity. But you know, I, we won't got to talk about that today. Or ever. We got any comments we got? <laughs> uh, let's see. Natalie said, not Ron to Satan. This thing is the worst. Right. First off, first of all, we were the ones teaching. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, you weren't cultivating crops before we got here. You were struggling. Right. She also said there would be no agriculture if it wasn't for my Sierra Leonean people. Come on. Come on. Right. That's a real hometown. She met the king. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. And we both said the king? Yeah, yeah, king. That's crazy. Right. Wow. Yeah. When you meet the king, do you got to do certain things? Do you, That's a good do, question. You got to like speak in a certain way. You got to like, can you look the king in the eye? You got to bow. Can, I'm can sure you smoke a blunt with the king? Probably I not. smoke with the fuck. Why not? You think the king got his own blunts? That's what it is. <laughs> the king don't pass. Is that what it royal is? Royal blunts, huh? Royal blunts. Royal, yeah, the royal blunts. Uh, Rochelle said Octavia Butler and many others showed us what the transition to modern day slavery could look like in the parable of the sower and parable of the talents. Yeah, true. Yeah, read that. Okay. Hold on, I'm, I'm still fantasizing about the king though. <laughs> What would the king have said about the Montgomery? Would he have given an ordinance like, I decree this positive? <laughs> like, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the king. <laughs> is the king the most powerful person or is he a figurehead? Because mm -hmm. if I was if I was developing my own little tribe, you know what, sweetheart? Okay, I got something to tell you. And I hope this don't break your heart. And I hope you don't take this the wrong way. I hope you, I hope you hear what I'm trying to say. Claudia, me and Claudia was talking, right? Okay. And she said, she said something to me that's probably the most heartbreaking thing I've ever heard. She said, she, maybe I shouldn't have used her name. Damn it. <laughs> this might have been personal. Fuck. <laughs> uh, disregard the name I said, y'all. <laughs> disregard the name. Disregard the name. I was talking to a friend of mine, and a friend of mine said, oh, you know what? This is what I'll do. This is what I do. Because actually a couple of friends of mine have said this. Talking to a couple of friends of mine, lady friends that is, and which they have said they feel like they need to move away from here. And by here, I mean a big radius of here, like two, 300, 400 mile radius here to go to a place where they can feel appreciated and loved. Because the black men here don't want to love, want to love black women that don't look like black women. Mm -hmm. And I know what that means. I know there's an umbrella term for what black women means, but I know what they meant when they said black men don't want to be with black women who look like black women. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, I was talking about the king. This is why I was talking about the king. So when she said that, sweetheart, I say this respectfully. I thought for a moment would would a harem solve the problem? Huh? <laughs> if 
if there were, let's just say we found, this is going to sound like a cult, but just follow with me for a second. Let's say we found 30 black women who look like black women struggling to find black men who love them for them. And then we found like, how many kids were there? Like six. And we found like six black men. And we just created a little internal community where those people could love on each other. Would that solve the problem? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Because that's still five women to each man. Like, that's... Yeah. N- no, that that's not solving the problem. Like, no. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I thought, then I thought about the king because in my little community I would be like alright cool the women still in charge though mm, okay you know what I mean so I was the, that's why I'm asking the king could just be the representative of the men and not necessarily the ruler of the domain that's right I write about it he goes with God what was we talking about before we talked about the king I was reading comments. Oh, we have some comments? Yeah. Get the comments to get me back on track. <laughs> uh, Shai Smith said, do we expect them to teach them the truth on this topic? I can't see that happening. We have to teach our history. Right. This is true. Mm-hmm. I just seen the, I've, I've seen recently uh, the concept of micro school. So just a whole bunch of uh, homeschool parents basically mm-hmm. just making a, a school. And like that's already the, been surging in popularity in recent years. What, the micro schools? Well, homeschooling specifically, but yeah, micro schools would definitely be a thing. Yeah, I think micro schools would be popping. I've seen that the 1619 Project has their own alternative school, like their after school program. They just finished the summer camp. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's that. We got a, when I was a kid, they used to have the rites of passage, which were like little programs that boys used to have to go through so you can learn about your history and learn about who you are. It's like, he's around 13, ends with a ceremony. We need to get back into that. But, like, yeah, with the, the, To a point that you made earlier about, sweetheart, about could this be the tipping point? hmm Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you start telling people in school that like, oh, we can think about the suffering of one people, but not the other people. We can mm-hmm. hold people accountable across seas, but we can't hold ourselves accountable. There is a whole indoctrination within this public school system to make sure that a certain subject, a certain demographic doesn't feel bad, but we are denying the truth. And empowerment to an entire dem- to an entirely different demographic. Again, sweetheart, like Lauren Hill said, the solutions are easy. Mm-hmm. We already know the solutions. Do we want to fix them? Right. Do niggas know that they could do that though? Like seriously, because the, que- the the question is always, what if niggas are stupid? Do parents really know that they could like coalesce? Mm-hmm. And create like a a school where they could do like. You know what I think it is. What's up? I don't I don't know if it's a matter of them not knowing, rather, not having the time or resources or maybe even energy to do that themselves, or you know. So let's strategize, sweetheart. I think I think it'd be pretty easy, actually. I've, you know, it's funny. I've kind of been thinking about. Something like that. I'm trying to. Well, I'll tell you once we get off the show. But, okay. Yeah. But I'm as as we are, we still here. 
And we are a solution baked podcast. Yeah. I'm just going to spitball. I had professors that didn't teach every day. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like they only taught my class, but like they legit just taught on Tuesday and Thursdays or they just taught on Monday, Wednesday. And all that. I had one professor that taught every other week on Thursday for four hours. That was crazy. Mm-hmm. Why can't that system work for like a micro school? Right? Like, I don't know, sweetheart. You got a job. Do you think your job would be, if you told your job, hey, actually, I'm going to work 10 hours for four days and I need to have one day off a week so that I can teach school? You think your job would be like, no? Maybe not. Yeah, they seem to be very. Hands or off. even if you just put blocks in your schedule. Yeah, I could do it that way. That's what I was doing when I was with Superman. Mm-hmm. Just put blocks in the schedule, like, oh, I can't, can't be here between one and three. Sorry. Right. You already work from home. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feel like if you like on that talented ninety of shit. If you, you're saying you worked a job, but you've always been good at math, you figured out calculus. It sounds like you need to be teaching calculus like once a week to like all the different age groups in your micro school, right? Yeah. And we'll start with the first through third graders on at eight, eight to nine, and then the fifth graders are coming here at ten, and then we'll get the uh, the middle schoolers here at one, and we'll finish the day up with the high schoolers all in one day. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. And then we could have like. Uh. We could have like associate professors. So like you get the lecture on the one day, but on the uh, adjacent day, you get the follow-up, which could either be student-led or community-led. So you're saying we figured all this out in calculus on Tuesday and on Thursday, we all going to practice. Wow. Yeah. Nice with that. Hmm. Hey, look now, before people get excited, ain't no money in this though. Well, we all have to go labor and bring back because or unless we all going to ask the parents to put in. That's what I was thinking. Like if each parent puts in ten dollars or so. You can't you can't sustain a life on that, though. Per glass, because think about think about what uh, child care is right now. Yeah, think about that's that's what we be. That'd be the. The equitable market, I guess. Somebody just watch your kids. And that's all that's kinda high. And people making a living off of that joint. And I'm also thinking if we if we took money from the state, what that mean? I don't know, I feel like I feel like it could work. It could work. It could definitely work. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's not a discouragement. That's just a moment of, I think that's a moment of, of clarity for my niggas out there though, who wallowing in this fantasy with me. It's like, yeah, I, I would teach. I'd teach too. I'd be the perfect nigga to teach. Instead of taking my third nap of the day, I could teach a class. <laughs> I could teach a class. You got any comments? Before we get up out of here, because the construction man is on the way. I can see him. 
Kendall said good morning. Hey, Kendall. What's up, Kendall? Gots to get to Denver. We yeah. keep saying it out loud, but we've got to have it. Uh, Natalie said he was laughing 100%. The tribal kings have all the social power. The government officials have the political power. That makes sense. For real? <laughs> so you're saying the king could call a cipher? Yeah, she said all of those things. <laughs> all the things he said. <laughs> Hey, the king, all right, man. <laughs> okay, the king do the social things, so he over the ceremonies. That means he got to go to the, he had the naming ceremonies, at the birthing ceremonies, mm-hmm. he had the funerals, he had the 90th birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else the king do? So, oh, weddings. Yeah. If you get the king to come to your wedding, oh, you must be that nigga for real. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Oh wow! Is the king? I'm now. I'm just talking to Natalie. Is the king? Uh, is he like a? Uh, is it like a genetic lineage? Is this been? Is it been this type of nigga? This like this whole this whole time? Because that's kind of cool when you think about it. The same family running the social thing, not the government thing. You got too much power in the government thing, yeah. but in the social thing, like all right, y'all. This year's wedding colors, we turned it back to blue. <laughs> if the whole the fame, oh man, that's kind of cool. What other comments we got? We uh, off biscuits this year, y'all. We're not doing it. Knight Rider said, black folks were already here, though. And then they also said, that's polyamory, which worked in African nations, but black American women don't understand that. Who's this? Knight Rider. All right, Knight Rider. I don't know who that is. You know who that is? No. Welcome. Uh, Good Vibe Tribe says, I want to homeschool. It's funny that I've met homeschool teachers, so I think it'd be too hard to homeschool their own kids. I think building things that aren't there feel insurmountable to folks. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But you know what also felt insurmountable? When that black man was on that that pier. (laughs) Getting his ass whooped by 90 (laughs) white folks. That felt insurmountable. (laughs) But what we do? We see the lesson? (laughs) Huh? That's, that's the lesson. That's yeah. the lesson. We overcame, damn it. Call on your people. Right, they're strength in numbers. <laughs> uh, Kendall said, people have daycares in our communities already. We could just build from there. True. Yeah. But you do bring up a good point of like so outsourcing sweet. the educators, you know? Like one person doesn't have to do it all. They don't. Right. They don't. It could be a whole collective of people as long as we are organized mm-hmm. be a whole collection of people that can that can get it done right uh good vibe trap said i would love to teach math at a micro school natalie said yes and that history will blow your mind oh what the king yeah man all right, we, all right we're gonna have to have coffee like natalie just to talk about the king <laughs> does he facetime you can't facetime the king that's disrespectful <laughs> you can't facetime the king and then good vibe said inspiration Throw your hat in the air. Bobby Schmurter did it first. <laughs> did it first. <laughs> I need someone to do a deep dive. See, if the brain trust was already established, these would be the moments that I would want to investigate. I want to do a deep dive on the nigga hat throw. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Keep going. That's it. Um, If the hat... If the hat come down, the ancestors have caught it. Your help is on the way. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's you know what time it is, though, sweetheart. 
Yeah. It's time for the burning question for the road. What you got for me? Um. Okay. So, is the solution to the soft launch of slavery in Florida uh, creating micro schools, or you know, separating from the public Ooh, school system? Bring up the uh, bring up the little web that had all the rolls on it. Okay. Let's figure it out. All right. Because it's not one thing, right? What? No. Right. So. Okay. So. Yeah, let's do. Who are we on that? Are we the dreamers? The weavers? Oh, Night Rider. Night Rider said it's Kenny. Kenny. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. What's up, Kenny? Uh, all right. Let's bring it up. Okay. Um. Okay. Is the solution to the question is the solution to the Florida laws micro schools? Mm-hmm. I think that's one way to do it. Absolutely. I think okay. that's one way to do it. And in those micro schools, we would have to have all these individuals a part of that solution. Let's right. go one by one. Let's see what happens. All right. So we got weavers. Weavers. Weavers are the people who take the parts and stitch them together. Yeah. I think we might be a, we could be a weaver. I'm definitely weaving in the real world. Those are like your producers. So if you're in the production world, if you're in the people who like coordinate, do communication and do uh, project management, that could be a very good role for you. The weaver, mm-hmm. which I think in this situation, our two parts would be. Do we also live in the same neighborhood? Because location could be an issue no, see, we and availability a, could be an issue as long as we, we we're oh. not in the same neighborhood. No, we, I mean, we could be, but we we could also have like online programs, too. Like I'm, I, I told you, I told you, yeah. Okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead, okay, go ahead. okay. Um, experimenters. Experimenters. So I'm pretty sure, so the 1619 school right now, they had their own summer camp and school. I believe, I. the reason why I'm getting micro sites because I think some people are experimenting with micro schools already, which is a collection of home schools. Mm-hmm. In that, I think we, you and I, you and I, uh, who we are to each other, that we, we have to be very aware or empathetic towards those experiments. Right. Right. Cause it'd be very, this, the reason, the reason why I feel like we're having a hard time even trying to put the structure together is because we were indoctrinated for 13 years to follow this 13, four, 17 years to, to follow this structure of education. Mm-hmm. So for the people who break out against it, let's not call them dumb. Okay, not let's not a... call them stupid. Let's let's see what the experiment is. Let's see how it works out. And education is such a hard thing to experiment because like, yeah, your micro site, yeah, you might be bad at teaching your micro school calculus on year one, but like you don't see impact in, in a student until four years. So like, yeah, your second year might be dynamic. That's why like they don't give a, I say this very lightly, but they don't give a fuck about first year teachers. Like you're supposed to be failing. You're supposed to suck at it so that you can get better at it later. Cause your, your impact on a student is not really impacted for another four years. Mm-hmm. So you could, your micro school could fail today. What's his name? A Dr. Umar Johnson school could fail tomorrow, but that don't mean that he failed. A lot of things at play here. What's next? <clears throat> 
frontline responders. I think those are people doing homeschooling now. I think those are the people who already who have already divorced themselves from a formal school system. What's next? Hmm. Okay. I'm also thinking it's the people who. Well, okay. Or and also people in like I guess policy maybe right yeah that's what I was thinking <clears throat> okay mm-hmm. uh, visionaries that's us yeah uh, builders that's the people who listening that's the waking back people nights <laughs> <laughs> caregivers ooh I think those are the teachers and also maybe even the parents and the parents yeah that's right and the community right right because it's gonna take a you know. I just had in my mind like there's a when you bring an F home from school it's like embarrassing and your mother upset. Yeah. Right? Can you imagine if you failed community <laughs> like history? Right. Like if you got a D in community history and you don't like and the community history is like who live in 601 President Street mm-hmm. and you got to walk by we got to walk by Miss Johnson house every day mm-hmm. and you don't know who that is. <laughs> That's so you be so shame. Oh my god! Mm. Oh my god! I couldn't look it up. I could just talk to her. She on the porch every day, mm. and now I, and she thought, let me see, a, let me see, let me see a history test, uh, B Mo. Mm. Oh, you don't know who lived here, huh? Mm. Well, I'm so embarrassing. Oh my god! What's next? <laughs> oh my god! Uh, disruptors. <laughs> Go ahead. Disruptors. Disruptors. Yeah, I think those are. I think these are also the people who are doing the micro sites. Those are your sixteen, nineteen projects. Those are people who are daring. I think like disrupting and visionaries are the same thing. Is that not the same thing? I think oh. so. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we might have to edit this thing, right? It's a lot of roles. Keep going. Uh, humanist. So when uh, I tell you something that's been that's been replaying in my head that I'm a little ashamed of. So we saw when uh, Amber Rose and Jocelyn got to fighting in the classroom, right? Yeah. Did Did you see that they kicked them both out of school? Oh, I didn't know they kicked both of them out. Yeah, they kicked Jocelyn out. And I was actually like, I was actually really sad. Because yeah. like, although her words were violent, the classroom is where that happens. The yeah. classroom is where you can be wrong. Mm-hmm. She ain't throw no hands. She ain't get up and scrap with that girl. Right. The Amber Rose came up and hit her, and now she get kicked out of school. And the and so I watched the I watched the segment where they brought Jocelyn to talk to the dean, and I think the president of the school, and they put her out. It was mm-hmm. so fucking sad, yeah. and it was sad because I've I've seen that so many times in middle school and in high school where like me or people who look like me simply misunderstood and now have to suffer such terrible long-term consequences for those things Mm -hmm. oh my god oh my god and so and that was at i forgot what that was at an hbcu and even though it was black i could still recognize that putting that girl out of school was wrong that was wrong it was wrong Mm -hmm. probation suspension call her mama like there are so many things you could have done before put her out of school and now every time I see Jocelyn act out, I'm thinking, damn, that girl should be in school. That's yeah. all I can think about. And I know she, she probably doing cocaine, you know what I'm saying? She a little ratchet herself, but like, who knows what that class would have taught her. That girl should have been in school. Right. Uh, those are the healers. The healers are the people who can handle those situations because our students aren't perfect. 
and merging these two situations, we're going to have some bump roads. You know what I mean? There, we, we have been indoctrinated in a school to prison pipeline mm -hmm. system of marginalization and oppression where they're telling us that you can learn trades from slavery. That's insane. Were you with me that night at 301 Icons party when that dude who just got out of jail wandered into the party? Yeah. Or Liberated yeah. bodies look scary when you don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. that nigga was buff as fuck. His clothes was tattered. You know what I mean? Uh, and he was moving very wildly. Yeah. But after watching him for 10 minutes, I was like, this is just a liberated body. Mm -hmm. He don't know what to do. I just want to flail around because I couldn't flail around before. Right. That's what our students are going to be like. They're going to be flailing. Mm -hmm. And we can't punish them. We got storytellers. Mm. I feel like those are like the historians or, you know. And the curriculum writers. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then guides. Well, come on. That's the whole system. Right. That's the whole system. Everybody, yeah. Where do the students uh, go, though? Because the students got a role in this, too. As I'm thinking about you failing community history, what is the students' role? Disruptors. Ooh. Yeah. Very true. Because you know what we'll yield? Especially the first generation. We're going to yield mindsets that are going to be scary to us. We're going to yield more free people and we're captive. And it's going to look scary to us. Captivated bodies look strange. Mm -hmm. mm, They're going to they be disrupting us. Right. Man, why are you still doing that? Doing what? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. You still wearing chains? I mean, they look good. Do they? Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah. Ah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nigga, y'all still wearing fast fashion, huh? Uh, mm. Huh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Y'all still using these labels? Crazy. That's wild. <laughs> y'all haven't, as Ben Crump showed us, y'all haven't sued the CIA, the CIAA, the CIA yet. Hmm. Why? Why not? <laughs> Why was you waiting on? You scared? And as we told Gen X, y'all still fucking with R. Kelly? <laughs> we got any comments, sweethearts? We can get up out of here. That was our burning question for the roach. Uh -huh. To answer, your, so I hope we answered the question. You can turn it down now. Okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Good vibe, Travis said. The light bulb going off in your head was priceless. Mm -mm. <laughs> uh, Kenny, or Night Rider, said, it's each one, teach one. It's not that difficult. Community gatherings, lectures, news, and info outlets, online Zoom classes. You said that's, that's the solution? Yeah. It's not that difficult? It might be a little hard. It might be a little tough, especially separating from a system, like separating from something that, that we were indoctrinated to think that was the way it goes. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, that's niggas' favorite fallacy right there. It's like, we can't change it. It's always been this way. Right. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, Good Vibe Trapper said, the youth are also the visionaries. Oh, the true. visionaries. Mm -hmm. True, 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 true. 
And then Rochelle said, again, another pathway that Octavia Butler showed us they in those two They did have Michael books. schools in Parable of the Zoa. Mm. They sure did. Main character was a teacher. They sure did. Mm-hmm. Damn, Octavia. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. Octavia wrote the shit out of that book. <laughs> Man. Man, I wish these niggas were still alive. Good Lord. Man, I wish her and Toni Morrison was alive. When I was reading the Song of Solomon, even when I was reading uh, Parable of the uh, of the Sower, there were times where I wanted to call them and be like, <laughs> call them out their name. I don't even want to. Bitch, you late this. Oh, is she good? You motherfucker. <laughs> good Lord. How dare you write something this well? <laughs> how, I'm, how I'm supposed to write a new blueprint newsletter? And Tony Morrison write this well. <laughs> how? How I'm going to catch up to this? I can't. I can't. Oh, my God. It's like me on Photoshop last night. It's just but in trying to write a sentence. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, Kendall said, it's definitely going to be hard. We're going to be met with resistance once word gets out. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with acknowledging the resistance. Mm-hmm. I think there's actually, there's actually power and recognizing that and then applying that as part of our strategy. There's nothing wrong. Yeah, it's going to be a little difficult. I think I think it'll be harder than nuclear fission. But you know, I figured that out already. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. not that tough. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be a little dangerous, but not dangerous in that sense, but more so like It might be a, dangerous. Yeah. We're doing a revolutionary thing. Cause like, can you just home? Is it against the law to homeschool? Can you just can you just not send your kids kids to school? I mean, you got. I think you have to like register or something with. I don't. Is it the state? I don't. I don't really know how that works, but yeah. You know what? I, you know, I just learned something. Uh, we got any more um, more comments before I tell you what I, what I learned, and I then we gotta go. Rochelle said that being said, the entire system had to crumble first. And yeah, then it did. The vibe chart said, "I love that." So, yeah. Um. You say you learned. I just learned something. So I had, uh, I had heard these things when I was in in school, and I I thought they were something else, but um, I just learned, and forgive my ignorance, but there were people who got off the boat and immediately ran. Did you know that? No. There were people who were never enslaved. Well. Wow. They're called Moors. I didn't know that's what the Moors were. Uh, yeah. Uh, people who got off the boat didn't run and who didn't become slaves. And I was thinking about like who was the first person to rescue a nigga from slavery? And I thought it might have been an enslaved person, but it wasn't. Ain't that crazy? They lived independently and freely away from white people and we are still discovering relics of more communities mm-hmm. they live completely off the grid in this country i didn't know that hmm. drake domaniacs go listen to drake domaniacs by michael Harriot. michael harriet you got to own his name i even want to call him Harriot. that's not his name <laughs> all right y'all um we will appreciate y'all watching make sure y'all check us out on thursday we'll have our paul robes and negro of the week we do have our first we're going to put them all in one group, okay? It'll be the first uh, Paul Robeson Negro 
movement of the week. <laughs> if they win the Negro of the week, we'll throw our Paul Robeson Negro of the weekend from last week because we missed on Thursday. We apologize for that. If you want to catch the instant replay, make sure you go to YouTube <clears throat> right now. Uh, listen and check us out on uh, where you listen to your, 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 your podcast, which is your Spotify's and your Apple Music. Uh, we appreciate y'all for listening. We're going to leave y'all with Detroit Rivers Black Boy Joy, which is my jam at this point. We'll see y'all on Thursday for more. Wake and make we be more. Yeah. I tried to sing it soft because my throat dry. Mm -mm. Yeah, my mouth dries up, you know. <laughs> Hold on tight. Don't let this feeling slip away. Oh. Happy feelings. Break a barrel in your mind. Don't, Don't be amazed. Find yourself. Learn your joys and pain. Live your voice and sing. Your voice. The sounds in your heart. Don't you worry about a thing. And don't forget your lyrics. This is a reminder of joy. Every time you hear it. Just know that you're this joy. Smile, you can wear it. It's just want you to share it.